0: Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host James Erpine. It is great to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. The sun is shining here in Cincinnati, and there is so much to get to on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. Every single podcast posted at lockedonbengals.com. Also subscribe iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever. You get your podcast. Did I say iTunes? If not, iTunes too. Leave us a five-star review. Uh, let's start uh, with. Oh, by the way, uh, a year in the life of the Bengals. Andrew Dunn has been doing this series at lockedonbengals.com. It's really good, and we finally got into a year where our our imaging what we could put an image next to the <laughs> the article that we have because you only have rights to certain images on the site and a certain amount of them. Well, what goes back some time, but 2003. He's up to year 2003. You know what that means, the year Marvin Lewis was hired. Check it out right now. It's the headline story at LockedOnBengals.com. If you're new to the podcast, I'm James Erpine. I cover the Bengals for ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW in Cincinnati. Also do this. I do a multitude of different things here in Cincinnati. But the one thing I'll let you know. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, you're going to get daily Bengals content. Monday through Friday, a new podcast is posted. Try to keep it fresh. Try to give you guests. Try to give you perspective from the players. This week, OTA started. You heard from John Ross and Cordy Glenn a couple days ago. You heard from Tyler Eifert yesterday. Jim Osarski of the Cincinnati Enquirer, who covers the Bengals, joined me yesterday as well, and that's where I want to start today is with the Bengals in success. And I'm the biggest John Ross guy there is, right? You know that if you've listened to the podcast. You know that I'm Team John Ross. I was the day they drafted him. I was a week before they drafted him. I am today, even though he played 17 snaps as a rookie and struggled to, I guess, learn the playbook, struggled to get on the field, whatever you want to say, struggled with injuries, all of that stuff. But even I can admit he's not the most important second-year player on this team. Heck, he's not even the most important unknown on this team, unknown on this offense. If this team is going to get where you want him to go, where I want him to go, where most Bengals fans hope they go, but are still wondering if they can get there, Joe Mixon's going to have to be the man this year. Joe Mixon's more important. I host the show noon to one on ESPN fifteen thirty in Cincinnati and yesterday we we played a game called Would You Rather? And the Would You Rather was simple. I was asked, would you rather John Ross have a thousand yards receiving in twenty eighteen or Joe Mixon have a thousand yards rushing? And to me it wasn't close. I'd much rather have Joe Mixon have a thousand yards rushing. I want to take less I want to put less pressure on Andy Dalton. You know how I feel about him. I call him Blandy Dalton. I think he's solid. I think he's okay. I also think that he needs help. And the quickest way, the easiest way, the best way to help a quarterback, especially one that has a better offensive line, but let's be honest, the offensive line isn't a strength. It's to give him a running game. It opens up play action. It take, it takes pressure off of the quarterback. It sets the, the Bengals up. It would set them up with second and short, third and short. And that makes his job much easier. So out of the two, I want John Ross to succeed, and I think he will. I also want Joe Mixon to have a breakout campaign. I think he's more important to the Bengals' 2018 success. Both of them are are very, very important. But when you're talking about top end, like if John Ross, let's say he had 1,300 yards receiving, excuse me, then that would mean either A.J. Green struggled, got injured, Something happened. Something went wrong. I'm okay with John Ross having 800 yards, 700 yards, eight touchdowns, seven touchdowns, being a deep threat. He doesn't have to have huge numbers. And I said this after they drafted him last year. I didn't expect his numbers to be crazy as a rookie anyways. I didn't expect them to be as bad as they were. But out of the two, which one's going to be successful? And they go hand in hand. Obviously, deep threat running game. One opens up the other. I get that. I need Joe Mixon. I need Giovanni Bernard. I need this team to be able to run the football. It's what I need. Because at the end of the day, no matter how good this offense is, no matter what Terrell Austin does defensively, there's going to be a game. And it might be week you know, seven against Pittsburgh. And I don't have the schedule in front of me. I doubt they play week seven. It might be week one against Indy. Bengals up three, four minutes to go on the road. Andrew Luck. Just threw a touchdown to cut the the, the score to 24-21. And they need to run the clock out. And the defense is sucking wind because Andrew Luck, after a poor first half because he hasn't played in forever, came out and threw two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And you just need to be able to get uh, the win on the road. That's the thing. In Pittsburgh, Heinz Field, what needs to happen well, you need to keep the, wall, the ball away from Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger. And while having a guy like John Ross on one side and A.J. Green on the other is going to do wonders for this offense if both stay healthy all season, and I expect it to do wonders this season. I also need them to have a running game. You can bank on a running game. Like If you know your offensive line is going to get some push and Joe Mixon's going to find holes and Joe Mixon's going to be this guy, this breakout type of player, and that's what I think he's capable of. You understand part of the reason, and I love the Ross pick. I don't think there was another guy in the draft like him. The reason I love the Bengals' 17 draft so much is because they got two top 10, top 15, let's say top 20, all right? Top 20 talent and a fourth-round pick with their first two picks. They traded back in round two. Got Ross at nine, traded back around two from 41 or 42. I think it was 41, the 41st overall pick, down to 48. Still got Joe Mixon, who was the second running back on their board. He was right behind um, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette obviously went to Jacksonville fourth overall, I believe it was. So to me, that's the key. If you want the, the first key to the offense, obviously it's the offensive line. But if you're talking about breakout player, more so than Tyler Eifert, more so than John Ross, more so than any of the other guys, Joe Mixon, what are you giving me? Because if Joe Mixon comes out and balls out in 2018, it's going to make life easier on Andy, which is probably going to make life easier on A.J. Green and life easier on John Ross and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think Joe Mixon's the best running back the Bengals have had in a long time. I think he's the most talented running back they've had in a long time. Easily the most talented running back they've had in the Andy Dalton era. Hopefully, hopefully that leads to them having success and he can show it, put it together on the field in 2018. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. A lot to get to, including NFL logos. I want to discuss this. A few minutes on this, where the Bengals rank among NFL logos and should they change their logo? We'll get to that next on the Locked On Bengals podcast.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals Podcast. And I stumbled into this on Twitter. By the way, you should follow me. Getting close to 7,000. Last time I looked, it was like sixty-eight fifty something. Let's get to 7,000 soon. I would love that. So if you listen to this and you don't follow me on Twitter, please do. At James Erpine. Also on Twitter, at Locked On Bengals. Across the... Uh, 1,000 follower market locked on Bengals uh, recently. So thank you so much for that. But I stumbled into this on Twitter and com wrote, and I'll put a link to this uh, on lockdownbengals.com. Every NFL logo ranked by nearly 1,500 NFL fans. And the Lions and the Saints tied for the most votes at 154. The Browns got the lowest. At fourteen, I'm going to give you and the Browns. They have that brown. Uh, they have that orange helmet, which I agree. That's a silly. They should go with the dog. The dog face. I get that. That's what they should do. Um, but as far as logos, where do you think the Bengals rank? Their logo is the B, with the the orange B with black stripes, white outline. What do you think? They were third to last. Browns fourteen. Jets, 27. Right after that, the Bengals at 34. That stinks. That stinks. And, and you look at the the rest of the AFC North and the Ravens were 64, uh, or they got 64 votes. They were 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, six, seventh worst in the league. Steelers only 84. The AFC North, apparently their logos just are awful. Last, 3rd to last, 6th to last, or 7th to last, and like 12th or 13th in the league with the the Steelers um, and, and I want to read that they, they had a graphic designer for each team and I'm not going to read all of the teams and go all that I'm not going to do all that but I'm going to read the Bengals and, and what they uh, wrote this graphic designer wrote and said about the Bengals uh, they said quote I almost like this logo they have this nice white border around it but it's hard to see it against a lot of backgrounds. The white border adds a finishing touch that makes this work against darker backgrounds. It adds a layer of depth, and I think it brings it together. But you can't make out, make it out uh, against a lighter background, background. Excuse me. Overall, the color scheme works for me, but particularly when this logo is up against darker backgrounds. All right, man, enough about backgrounds. My God. I can see how some may think this doesn't immediately screen that it's a football logo because there isn't a lot of excitement. The shape of a B is a little short and fat. It doesn't feel like football. There isn't a lot of strength. Something taller and less squat would be a better approach. I think it should be a tiger. I, you know, I, you're a Bengal. It should be a Bengal tiger. That's the Browns. They're the dog pound. It should be a dog. Like, that's, to me, what it should be. I am clearly could be wrong, but I, I look down at who's at the top. Saints are one, but the Lions, too. Why? Because they have a lion, right? The Rams, four. Why? Because they have a ram. The Falcons, three. Why? They have a falcon. The Vikings, five. Because they, their mascot is a Viking, and that's what their logo is. Eagles, it's a picture of an eagle. The Bills, picture of a, uh, a bill, a buffalo, a, a picture of a bill. Um, the Broncos, it's a picture of a horse. Seahawks, oh, it's a hawk, you know? Texans. Well, I get it. There's no Texan, but their logo is pretty cool. The Panthers. The Panthers are the example that I think makes sense. But look at all these. I I mean, Panthers, Jaguars, Cardinals, Cowboys, Dolphins, all of the ones that are ranked high that have like an animal. It's because the logo is an animal. So the Bengals, they need a Bengal tiger. That's it. I want to move up in the rankings. They might not move up in the standings in real life. I want to move up in the logo rankings. Is that fair? Is that okay? Should they change the logo? At James Erpine on Twitter, at Lockdown Bengals on Twitter. You can also email me James Erpine at ESPN1530.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, on I'm trying to think. Next week, Joe Goodberry will be on the show. Didn't work today. It was going to be today. Didn't work today. No problem at all. We'll get Joe on next week, Joe. Of The Athletic. And I mentioned Richie Incognito earlier uh, at at some point. I, I don't know if you guys. uh, it, it was Monday, Tuesday. Anyway, I mentioned Richie Incognito and whether or not the Bengals should be interested in him. If you've seen the reports coming out right now, apparently Richie Incognito thought the government was watching him thought that uh, a member at the gym that he was working out at, he was working out at a Lifetime Fitness, which those are really nice. Shout out to Lifetime Fitness. Hey, endorse the show so I can go into a Lifetime Fitness for free. Um, lifetime Fitness is a really nice. And Richie Incognito was apparently working out there. He had some government stuff on his phone, according to him. And he got really paranoid that this guy was trying to get the information on his phone because he had a Bluetooth headset on. I work out with Bluetooth every single day, by the way. So thank God I wasn't at this gym. I was in Florida. So I think I'm safe. But Richie Incognito threw a tennis ball at him, threw a weight at him. Cops came in and talked to him. He seems like really out of it mental- mentally. Like, it's crazy. You can read about it. But uh, it doesn't sound like any NFL team's going after Richie Incognito anytime soon. That's scary, man. Because he's big and scary anyway. There aren't many people that I'd be like just straight up scared of. You seen Richie Incognito? Ooh. And that was part of the that was part of the appeal of signing him. I'm like, hell, you get a big tough guy like that to play right guard for you. This offensive line. And I get why you as a fan tweeted about it. I get it. But I don't want someone that's not mentally stable on the line. If he's stable, all right then. Well, let's get him blocking for Joe Mixon so Joe Mixon can unleash himself this year. And Andy Dalton then will have time to throw all the deep balls. Oh, man. I dream of a great offense in 2018. Last year, I was so high on the offense, and it blew up in my face. So I'm going to temper my expectations a bit, but I dream of a a dream where the Bengals' offense is one of the best in the league. And John Ross is catching slants and screens and deep balls. Joe Mixon catching out of the backfield and making jump cuts that wow us. Andy Dalton getting time and looking like he's 2015 all over again. And A.J. Green doing what he does. And Eifert staying healthy. Oh, man. Getting myself excited. Thank you guys so much for listening today. If you're new to the podcast, subscribe. iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and LockedOnBengals.com. Until tomorrow, I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hey,
1: Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.